The following program is intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. The views expressed are those of the panelists and not necessarily those of the sponsors, Broadway Media, or any school district, their respective managements or employees. Geek Show Podcast, welcome to a brand new episode here in the month of October 2018. And uh, the name of the episode is Girl Names, because everybody on the panel in this episode has a girl name. Yeah. Uh, we have some special guests joining us. Uh, Kari is here, returning champion. Caitlin Booth from Bleeding Cool is uh, joining us today. And uh, Kat Umano uh, also joining us. Uh, Lee, Shannon, and myself. Carrie. Hi. Yeah. Girl names. There you go. That's the origin. Uh, very good episode. These girls are amazing. I love them dearly. And uh, stay till the end to hear Jimmy's interview with Gerard Butler as well, uh, talking about his movie Hunter Killer. That is out very soon. Uh, let's see. What else do we need to know? Oh, um, it, you may have noticed on the website, geekshowpodcast.com, or in our social medias, uh, there's a picture of uh, a person wearing uh, one of our Geek Show items, you know, with a Geek Show logo on it. Uh, that's our friend uh, Aaron Langford, who's uh, taking his kids to church. That's what he's wearing. <laughs> so what I was thinking is that we need more pictures like that. So if you have a picture, uh, incorporate the Geek Show logo into it somehow, you know, whether it's you're wearing a shirt. I mean, I, I don't want just a selfie. Let's let's do something different, you know. So, you know, uh, incorporate the Geek Show logo into uh, a something and, and send it to me, K-E-R-R-Y at X96.com. And uh, and we'll we'll put it uh, we'll put it on our social medias to to help uh, promote the episode. Okay, yeah, do that. That'll be fun. All right. Uh, let's see. I want to thank our sponsors, of course, for uh, making all things possible. Doctor Volt's Comic Connection Halloween Comic Fest is coming to Doctor Volt's Saturday, October twenty seventh. Go in for free Halloween comics, and uh, everything in the store on that day will be twenty to fifty percent off. Uh, They're at twenty forty three East thirty three hundred South. Doctor Volt's Comic Connection. Also, Cabin Fever, celebrating all things creepy, kooky, mysterious, and spooky this October. Cabin Fever, located in the heart of Trolley Square, at the corner of 500 South and 700 East, downtown Salt Lake. Cabin Fever is so much more than a card store. And uh, Chef Daniel at the Twin Sons Cafe. He started a GoFundMe campaign for the cafe to generate some working capital. He needs a beer and wine license, just to name a few things. So go to GoFundMe.com and search Twin Sons, S-U-N-S, Twin Sons Cafe, and it'll pop right up. Black Velvet Boutique, they are moving to a new location, so they're liquidating much of their inventory. You can say big. Visit them today and mention the radio show I work on, Radio From Hell, to get up to 50% off. Be sure to ask store for details. They're at 293 South State Street in Clearfield, Black Velvet Boutique. Haster Games and Hobby carry the best selection of all the latest board games and magic products. They will also buy your pre-owned board games and magic products as well. They're at 6831 South State, open 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Monday through Saturday and noon to 5 on Sunday. It's a great place to stay and play. Remember, Haster has it. Quarters Arcade Bar, they're at number 5 East, 400 South, downtown Salt Lake City in the old Manhattan Club location. Go to quartersslc.com for more information, but they have a uh, it's a, a retro arcade and full bar featuring pinball, arcade games, console gaming, board games, and you can hold your events there. Uh, events there, they got Killer Queen as well. So go to Quarters SLC for a calendar of upcoming events. Also, the Mystery Escape Room in the Gateway Mall. Book your escape room today at mysteryescaperoom.com or by calling 385-322-2583. Use the code Geek Show, one word, for fifteen percent off of your purchase. 
All right, let's get to the episode. It's a good one. It's called Girl Names. We'll have it for you after a message or two. Thank you. This is not your everyday cafe, and this is just one indication. F***ing delicious Twin Sons Cafe is. Go eat there, you should. Mexican-influenced Americana cuisine, daily specials, and they're still rocking home delivery, along with a full-service catering. Find comfort food in a cafe inspired by a galaxy far, far away. That's Twin Sons Cafe in Sugar House, 2305 South Highland Drive, just across from the liquor store. Open from 8 to 3 p.m. daily, except Tuesdays. Get details online at twinsonscafeslc.com. Hugs are free. Twin Sons, not your everyday cafe. Out of this f***ing world, its food is. Mystery Escape Room in the Gateway Mall specializes in theatrical escape rooms with fantastical live actors and immersive fully built sets. Don't just play an escape room. Make it an adventure into your favorite stories. From Grimm's Fairy Tales to 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea to their newly opened Ancient Crypt Mystery, there are stories to explore. Can you solve the mystery? Book your escape room today at mysteryescaperoom.com or by calling 385-322-2583. Use the code GEEKSHOW, one word, for 15% off of your purchase. Hoarders, Salt Lake's retro arcade bar featuring pinball, arcade games, console gaming, board games, and punk rock vinyl nights, offering a wide selection of craft brews, cocktails, and affordable drink options. Follow Quarters on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, or visit QuartersSLC.com for a calendar of events. Welcome back to the basement. Ah, basement. Good to be here, man. It's Thank you. Basement. Where am I? <laughs> I don't know this place. How'd I get here? <laughs> Somebody help. We've captured two women. Oh, no. <laughs> two <them>. females. <laughs> holding them in the basement. Oh, that doesn't sound terrifying. Oh, and be, before, we, before we get the uh, who are the females comment, realize, dudes, uh, lovely dudes, when, when you refer to women as females, you sound like a fucking Ferengi. Yeah. yeah who are like the females? Like a serial killer? Yeah. For real. Yeah. So uh, no, we, we will not refer to them as females. <laughs> well, it's we're just... we're down three of our regulars. Yeah. 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 Uh, Jay's out doing comedy. Jimmy's doing fucking archery doing... with Chris Pine in fucking <laughs> Scotland. Yeah. Well, asshole. That's what my first thought too. What an asshole. Yeah. And uh, and uh, Tony had some. Tony's up doing. Uh, work. Yeah. He's yeah. doing looping work for an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. Because. <laughs> <laughs> Right now, uh, Mr. Eccles, if you could give us uh, one more uh, scream of anguish, please. No, you are rolling down a hill. <laughs> All right, but yeah, we, we're, we're down. We're down three, so we we bring in our returning champions. Uh, well, let's uh, let's meet our panel. <laughs> uh, first of all, uh, uh, Kari is back. Hello, it's me, Kari. You Kari. can follow me on Twitter at Peachiest Kari. I would not recommend it. Wear a helmet. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and a bumper shoot. Seriously. And you can also follow me on Instagram at Peachiest Kari. Don't follow me on Facebook. It's a bad, it's a bad idea. Um, I'm here to judge everyone. Yeah. Hey, good. <laughs> she says. <laughs> also, another uh, returning champion, but uh, in a new capacity. Yes. We're very proud of your... Uh, and happy for your you. your advancement at work, your ascension. Yes. Now, what now? What is your official title? It's I am the. Uh, my name is Caitlin. Yes, uh, it's Caitlin been about, Booth. It's been about two years since I've been on the show, uh, and I am now the editor in chief over at Bleeding Cool. So what? It, and what is what is it you do? Um, what does an editor in chief do? <laughs> what does an editor in chief do? She's, okay. she's Perry Grant, man. Is that, is that right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
Uh, I'm basically in charge of all editorial decisions that go through on the site. All articles more oh. or less have to go through me. I'm in charge of making sure all of my editors or section leaders are keeping on top of their stuff. I'm going over analytics. I'm in the process of putting wow. together a contributors program, actually. Wow. So uh, if you are interested in writing like maybe one or two articles a week for my site, um, shoot me a message on social media and I'll hook you up with the uh, proper people. Mm. Uh, I'm on... Uh, at Katie's Movies on Twitter would probably be the easiest way to do mm-hmm. that. And I've got so many ideas, and I've already just, I'm having a blast already. It's its a lot of work, but it's a lot, a lot of fun. Well, yeah, very congratulations. Thank you very so proud much, of you. you guys. We definitely need more female editors. Absolutely. Yes. Female. Female. <laughs> uh, one word of advice I will give if you read any of my articles, don't read the comment sections. No. I never do. No, they're, they're very the, bad. The they're mean to you, man. They Why are they so fucking mean to you? Because I am a woman on the internet with, oh, yeah. and with I have voice. an opinion. Yeah. yeah. Oh, That's yeah. all it well, takes. God damn yep. you, huh? Harry yeah. knows this as well. Yes, I do. But mm-hmm. I'm like that portrait from uh, Ghostbusters 2, you know, the one that feeds off of the hate in New York City. <laughs> and so I read the comments because otherwise I'll shrivel up like Voldemort. <laughs> so. The hate makes you stronger. It, the hate makes she me strong. Yeah. She is Vigo. <laughs> I am Vigo, in right. fact. And the male tears, tears will eventually make us immortal. They yes. will. They keep our skin very nice. Very yes. Good. And of course, uh, Lee George Cade, everyone. Hi. How you doing? How are you? I am the most relaxed, chill person in the world. That's great. It's <laughs> Because you, you said you, you quit uh, social media. Oh, no, I'm, I'm still a little bit on Facebook, but I'm so goddamn busy. I don't have time to really do anything on yeah. it. So, But uh, yeah, between the between the job at Shiv Games, uh, where, where I sell miniatures and miniature-related paraphernalia, because I'm the Hank Hill of miniature gaming, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> and, and my freelance gig, uh, you know, painting miniatures and miniature-related paraphernalia, mm-hmm. yeah. um, it's, it's like... It's almost like I, it's almost like I lost my business and stumbled into my dream reality. Yeah. You know? So it's like oh. I, I'm just kind of chill and relaxed all the time. Like I started drawing my comic book again. You're so, literally, yeah. Uh, yeah. You're so, literally Jet Black from uh, Cowboy Bebop. You know those yeah. little bonsai trees. Yeah. You're just mm-hmm. like painting little figures in yeah. your Zen I just, place. I just, yeah. you know, I, I work 15 hours a day, <laughs> but it's what I want to do anyway. It was a few so. weeks ago. I found one of your uh, old uh, Rutabaga comics. Oh God, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I was an angry young man. I was a very angry young man. So uh, yeah, Grimley's uh, uh, Morbid Stories for Excitable Children is uh, on Tapas. If uh, That's a, a cool comics hosting site, so if you want to check it out there. Uh, and then, of course, uh, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, I'm at Shiv. Uh, if you want to learn how to paint games or get a demo game in, usually Friday nights we do a lot of demos. Or if you're like me, you don't want to learn, you just want to have Lee do it. And that's the other part of the job, Vagabond Studios. I, I do a lot of freelance work. I, mm-hmm. I literally paint probably 100 miniatures a yeah. month. He'll let you sit a on month? his shoulders and yeah. yell mush. So. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> 100 pretty much. a month. Wow. Yeah, just, that's crazy, I, I just man. painted 85 this week. Wow! Holy but crap. they're skeletons. So, oh. yeah, it's you. you paint. So you just put white on them? No, I, I put I put bone white on them, and then I put a <laughs> then I put a brown shade on them. Is that eggshell? Joking? It, it is, it is kind of like a topish eggshell. Yeah. So, and uh, Shannon Barnson, everyone. Yeah, yeah. Glad you like your job. Um. <laughs> well, that's after six years of hell. I think I, I earned it. Uh, come to my pub quiz. Yeah. yeah. Lucky 13. I'd like to apologize to everybody that was at it this week. I was super tired and not into it. Well, you're a human hard, being. I had a hard day at work. No. Little, kids, little kids crying because their mom didn't come to the Sav. Oh. For parents. Oh, oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's too bad. So I want to let people know that that hurts your kids' feelings when you don't do that. But anyway, 
Yeah, spoiler alert. Right. <laughs> I can say that I won in sixth grade. I won the reflections contest for the state of Utah, and my parents didn't show up for the school, district, or state level award ceremony. I really? just sat there by myself. So, yeah, the parents. Fuck? Yeah, come on. It fucking matters if you don't show up. But can I, I tell you who's some stand up people? The gentleman at Excel Automotive Repair. Oh, they take care of you? Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah. My oh, car good. is starting. They are like the best. They I really honestly, are. I put out a, a shout out to them on the. On the facey bookies, mm-hmm. like, people were telling me like <laughs> awesome stories about these. Guys. No, yeah, people they, people think that I I get paid to talk about them, and that's why I say good things. No, no they're, they're amazing. They're really really fucking good. So. My uh, my alternator in September uh, had just enough charge to get me there, <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, oh, geez. I said, yeah, I, mm-hmm. I think it's my alternator, and I'd read all these things that alternators like a thousand dollars get replaced, yeah. and they're like, well, your alternator's dead, your battery's dead. Here's a loaner car. It'll be six hundred bucks. What? Like, okay. That's wow. And they had it fixed like five hours later. And I got to drive a Saturn, which took me down memory lane. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Saturn. Yeah. What I, a... what I like to do is drop the car off and then go across the street to the movie theater and watch a movie. Oh, I, I, don't, back. I don't have yeah. that kind of money. <laughs> <laughs> it's, no, but like, it's expensive. I took my car to a dealership a while ago. And uh. they told me like these, I don't know, I don't know shit about cars. Me neither. Yeah, Some me neither. fucking things that hold the wheels on or something. I don't know. Are broke. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> I want to say it's the boot. No, it's, it's the axle. The, 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 oh, the struts. The sway. The struts. The, the sway things. The, I don't uh, you guys are, I, you are pissing off the car section of nerddom so much oh, right now. I know. <laughs> I admit, I don't know shit about cars. <laughs> Me neither. For Remember that, I had that truck and I was like, every time it didn't start, I just put more oil in it. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> yep. And I, I told him, that's crazy. That's crazy. He goes, watch, it works. Yep. And God, it did. Yeah. You know, but, then when, but when they <laughs> when they went to change the oil in Excel, yeah. they said they popped that thing open and it just pissed oil. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> no. But anyway, back to the the dealership said it's going to be eight hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. No, like like over almost a thousand dollars. Yeah, they're like, oh, we can fix that for two hundred fifty seven dollars. Yeah, yeah. Well, just anyway. Yeah, you know, else? I they're need, I, 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 I I need to guys. give a quick shout out to somebody else too, really quick. Mm. So uh, if you ever have a business crash and burn and like become a flaming pile of wreckage on the side of the road that people yeah. have to slow down and gawk at because mm-hmm. it's so horrifying to watch, <laughs> uh, call Mike Anderson. He's I, the best. I, I, yeah. Is he an accountant? He's a lawyer. He's a lawyer. Oh, he's a lawyer. Oh, yeah. Because uh, things happen like if you're, say your business crash and burns and uh-huh. goes out of business and a horrifying pile of wreckage on the side of the road, people have to stop and look at because it's so Yeah, we were so throwing horrifying. $5 bills. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, and, and say, vegan... say that happens and you've got like $32,000 in business debt oh, and people Christ. are uh, people are hassling you because they want their money. Yeah. Yeah, call a lawyer. Call Mike Anderson. <laughs> <laughs> because Thanks, Mike. Good to know. Mike will, say, Mike will tell you things that you need to hear. Yeah. And, uh, and it helps you sleep at night. Yeah. yeah. Helps you become this chill ass fuck, dude. Yes. Wait, you're, right you're telling me you painted 85 miniatures a week and you still sleep? Yeah. Oh god. I'm Apparently, really doing he's like Batman. Life. He sleeps like two hours a day. <laughs> no, I, I. He's the Batman of painting miniatures. Oh god. <laughs> so the bat brush. He just paints a bunch of Rachels. <laughs> <laughs> Rachel. <laughs> Rachel. <laughs> Alfred, get my Agrax Earth Chain. <laughs> These skulls are looking really good. <laughs> sounds like my sound levels are off. Oh, by the way, we have a host, Mr. Oh. Kerry Jackson. Oh, hi. Yeah. I'm sorry, that was McGruff the crime dog. Scruff <laughs> McGruff. He sounds like Chicago, he has Illinois. rabies. Or he does. He's an angry dog. Uh, Monday through Friday, 6 to 10, x96.com, if you have a mind to.
A mind to. <laughs> a mind to. That's going to throw me every time. That's, that's, my, every new, that's my new slogan. Oh. If you have a mind to. If you have a mind to. Yeah. I just want cheesy potatoes every time I hear you talk. Like that. <laughs> my, my whole like getting to work on time is based around when I leave during the first round of bon- boners. I'll keep that in mind. Yeah. I'll say, Shannon, don't forget your hat. <laughs> <laughs> Shannon, don't forget to put oil in that thing. <laughs> Something like that. Uh, well, speaking of Alfred. Alfred. I will lead Alfred. with this story. God, we're good at this. Um, because... <laughs> We told you about it months ago, but it's going forward. Oh, oh. good. The Alfred TV series. Hey, you like Batman? <laughs> yeah, I do like Batman. It's gonna hey, be you want to show about how Alfred became Alfred? It's going to be him starching collars. <laughs> for like six I have episodes. to say that the Teen Titans go to the movies must have been so proud of the fact that they wrote that joke before oh, yeah. that TV right? show was announced. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, is no. it is it the Alfred from Gotham, or is it no. like old feeble? Oh no! Why would they do See, that? See, here's the confusing thing: uh-huh. uh, is is it's it's the guy who is behind Gotham, the the, the showrunner, yeah, you yeah. Know, Bruno Heller. Sorry. Oh, um, that Bruno Mars, that Bruno Heller. <laughs> yeah, but this is not connected to Gotham. Gotham. Oh, okay. But why? Because now that Gotham is now that Gotham is fully accepted that it's batshit crazy. Oh, it's. It's delicious. It has it has decided. Is it really? I actually really like Gotham yeah. too. You should I, definitely. Oh, it, I couldn't make it through two episodes. Oh no 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 no! The first season's a bit of a, a oh, bit yeah, of a it's, beating, it's and a then long, the second yeah. season you go back and forth between, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> and then uh, Hugo Strange shows up and it embraces its insanity, and then yeah. it goes back to, uh, you know, Lee, uh, I'm I'm Jim Gordon, and I'm really sad all the time, <laughs> and I've got. PTSD and Lee, why you, why did you marry why did you marry Falcone's son Lee? And, uh, and then she's all like, eh. and then by the third season, yeah, some, somewhere along the way in the third season, it just decided, the, you know what, by fuck the, it. By the third season, so you got what legends did. You got yeah. oh, but like crazier. Hmm. Uh, you've got really? a, you got oh. a gang war between Penguin and Riddler. Yep. You've got um, you got Mister Freeze in there, Mister Freeze, and you've got uh, a kid who may or may not be the Joker. Yeah, um, yeah. who's like. Doing a very good well, that's Joker, who, the kid from Shameless, yeah, yeah. yeah. who and dies and then comes back, yes. and you know, steals, like steals his face from evidence so yeah. that he can stitch it onto his meat sack. Yeah, of wow. Skull. Yeah. Oh, it just it just stopped giving yeah. a fuck. You yeah, know? and so, they did they did actually like Poison Ivy went from sixteen to voluptuously twenty nine or yeah, something. For and they, that's puberty. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's how it works. And that's exactly how, how it works for, for women, women specifically. Yeah. That's and how part it works. of part of me flat out said, "Oh, this is going to get downright creepy," and they. Kind of didn't. Hmm. Yeah, that's nice. Like it was kind of creepy, yeah. but she. <laughs> that's killed, that's yeah. the bar of network television. She killed lecherous dudes. Oh, that's nice. What yeah. she should do. You know, I like what, that. What's yeah. going to happen on this Alfred show? Ah, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Yeah, sorry. So the Alfred show. But like, like, is, I think I like. <clears throat> so quiz here, him on like you know the care tags on your shirt <laughs> here. Yeah, here. that means no bleach. Uh, <laughs> like, Tumble uh, dry. That's the rules. Those are not hospital so, corners. So here they've cast him. Uh, Jack Bannon is going to play young Jack Alfred. Bannon? He's from. Can Shannon and I pick up our phones? Who the he's fuck he's is Jack from uh, the Imitation Game and Ripper Street. Oh, Ripper uh, Street. It's a ten episode a scripted drama about Alfred Pennyworth. Um, it revolves around Alfred, a former British SAS soldier in his twenties, who forms a security company and goes to work with a young Thomas Wayne. So. Bruce is not even, and, and Martha is not even around. This is a, a young. Sounds as captivating you know. as Crypto. Do you guys think that Thomas is a whore? <laughs> it might be. It might be. Uh, but it's I a, always believe that. It's a period piece, 1960s London. Mm. Uh, uh, okay. I, I, was, was, Ooh, I can't wait. Did, did Krypton work out? 
I've heard good things it's, about it's it. It's okay. I I've, I've still got a bunch on my uh well, they're bringing, they're they're bringing, bringing Lobo in. Lobo, Lobo in, yeah. And he looks, he looks and good, And he looks too. like Lobo. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. I, I, like everyone. Even, he's even got the teethy skull on his crotch. Everyone oh, I know who watches Krypton has really enjoyed it. Hmm. Yeah, I like I know. It. That was my reaction, too. That's like you guys telling me that Gotham got good when I Oh, couldn't. no, no, no. We never said Gotham got good. <laughs> we <laughs> so said it got, got entertaining. entertaining. It entertaining. got entertaining. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It got entertaining blows my mind. Lee. I'm like, Lee. Really? really tormented. You really, you really do that very well. Yeah. <laughs> the commissioner's uh, commissioner's been freebasing Venom. You, re- you really do that extraordinarily Lee, well. He's out of his fucking mind. <laughs> I when Lee does impressions, it makes me so mad because they are very. They're usually pretty good. No, they they're are. terrible. No, they're usually pretty. Yeah, that's, good. That's I think that that. that's they're entertaining. No, yeah. Yeah, like I just I don't think he realizes that they may not actually be that bad. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> now, Harvey, I did get some. Uh, <laughs> Please stop. You're scaring me. I was just like him. <laughs> um, I did get some bad news when I woke up this morning. I don't like yeah. that. Fuck cakes. Um, Fuck cakes. Last week, we learned that Netflix canceled Iron Fist. Uh, yeah, way to go, Netflix. You know, <laughs> what, they just figured out how to do the show right. They right. did. Yeah, it was that good. Se- that Focus season on the finale weather. was awesome. Yeah. And then they canceled it. That yeah. sucks. Now Luke Cage. Yeah. No, yep. no, 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 no. They canceled no. Luke Cage. Oh, do you not know this? Does Jay know? No. We, should, we can't tell him. Uh, he's, he can't he, if he's him. listening now, he's probably we're just going to have to gaslight the shit out of no, him. No, we're going to have to no. make like a puppet show or something and record yeah. it and put it on his Netflix. We can't. <laughs> well, and that's another thing, though. The second season of that was so fucking good. Yeah. Yeah. They finally got it figured out. Yeah. yeah. Well, the first season was pretty good, but the second season kicked it out of the park. Yeah. 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 I'm so yeah, really upset did. about that. Because yeah. you need a good villain on the Marvel shows. You do. Because mm-hmm. yep. Sigourney Weaver and her cadre of old spooky ladies didn't work. So, yeah, this is this is the statement. It says, unfortunately, Marvel's Luke Cage will not return for a third season. Everyone at Marvel Television and Netflix is grateful to the dedicated showrunner, writers, cast, crew, the whole thing. Uh, it's really surprising because the Netflix CEO, or no, the chief content officer, Ted Sarandos, he had an investor, you know, presentation. Yeah. And they asked him about the whole thing and yeah. he said he said that these shows are for us to cancel and we're super happy with their performances so far and then he turns right around and cancels Iron Fist yeah right, p- soon after that meeting uh, and yeah. then now yeah this was for a Q2 uh, earnings report you know what sucks is I think this is probably just an example of market inundation that like I don't have enough hours in the day to watch enough shows honestly yeah, between like too. projects and working and like I'm not saying that I don't I, I want too many options I don't care I want too many options but this has, right. this is actually like an industry like an industry responding to the market inundation I think which sucks it could because be because those were both really really good shows they weren't we had a we had a brief discussion before Why we started Gotham recording <laughs> we had a brief not, discussion about what we, before season. we started recording about this and uh, I think they're gearing up for Heroes for Hire and Daughter of the Dragons. Oh. I hope you're right because because as they said with the Iron Fist, they said the character will stick around. Yeah, yeah. yeah. he just won't have his own show. Well, and and um, Mike Coulter and uh, Finn Jones, Finn Jones, they they had the best chemistry on they Defenders. Did. I agree and then with the that. one episode that that uh, Luke shows up on the second season of Iron Fist is phenomenal. Yeah. yeah, it's it's fantastic because they figure out their uh, mm-hmm. their power synergy. Yeah, yeah. So it made me feel like uh, you know when the Jetsons meet the Flintstones. 
No. <laughs> I'm just yeah. kidding. <laughs> but no, it, is, it exactly, felt like that. Exactly That's like literally that. how so, it felt. Yeah. Uh, but I do, <laughs> Sorry. I do remember Love Boat Angels. <laughs> okay. Charlie's Angels went on the Love Boat. So <laughs> we're, we're getting The Punisher. They've finished with that, and it's coming. I didn't ever watch the first season. You really should. It's uh, really that's, good. That's that might bad. be why they canceled season two of Cage. <clears throat> it's because it be. Shannon didn't watch it? Is that like uh, Yeah, it's all your fault, Shannon. And uh, Jessica, Jessica Jones is being worked on. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's coming. Now, let me just say this. Because I'm seven episodes into season three of Daredevil. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh my god. It's so good, it's right? It's so good. I'm Bo- not. Booth even watched the whole thing three. already. Yeah, I watched the whole oh, thing you yesterday. Did? Yeah. See, now I'm only like seven in, but is the Kingpin like possibly one of the best Marvel villains? And I'm counting the cinematic universe. It, D'Onofrio takes it to another level. Mm-hmm. He really does. And the guy they have playing Bullseye is great too. That, that's the other great thing about this. First of all, yeah, D'Onofrio. He's got this heartbreaking speech about how love is a prison. Yeah. That just will... I thought it was a battle. It'll, it'll, ju- <laughs> it'll just <laughs> tear your heart out. You got captured. Um, but, uh, but also, the origins of Bullseye, the, the yeah. story that they're telling with that. Now, I don't think that it's uh, close to the comics. I think they're taking their own liberties. But yeah. they're doing it extremely well. And that one episode where they get into his childhood background... Yeah. The way they tell the story with it, I'm not going to ruin it. But uh, Thank you it, for it not was, ruining it. It was up there as far as unique cinematography and oh, setting and up there with uh, that seventh episode of Legion the wa- the second to last one mm. the one with the silent movie and all the craziness mm-hmm. it's up there not quite at that level because that's like Emmy worthy production perfection right there yeah. but it's up there with like a couple of levels behind I, so, I just realized when you mentioned <coughs> Legion that uh, you're absolutely right Kari uh, Legion was my favorite show the first season out and mm-hmm. I only watched the first episode of the second season we are saturated we're yeah, completely, yeah, yeah. We're completely Legion's uh, my next I keep forgetting that I one. love shows like there yeah. are certain shows that I just forgot about mm-hmm. Okay, but now so you finished Daredevil. I did. And does it sustain? Is there any... Because our, our complaint with the Netflix shows is they... Too long. Because th- there's 13 episodes, right? Yes, there are. And we feel like two or three of them are there to pad. Yeah. But so far, I think, up, up to like ish, episode seven, it doesn't feel like they're padding to me. The only one that could possibly be construed as padding is we do find out Karen's backstory. Oh. But I had no problem with that because I wanted to know her backstory. I wanted to know mm-hmm. about her. Um... I will say for people listening, this is not a spoiler. Obviously, there is nothing after the credits. Oh, the so there's, there's okay. no after credit scene. Okay, that was one of the first things I checked. So anybody who is watching the show know that there's nothing after. Don't the waste credits. your time. Yeah. No, is he out of costume a lot in this? He's in the original season one costume, the black. Why? Um, reasons. Yeah, reasons. You, you, okay. You, <laughs> you have to watch the show. That's all we Story needed to hear. Story reasons. Okay. But, Plot reasons. But I'm, I'm glad to hear they're going to touch into her background they because do. they 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 haven't really <clears> in the first two seasons. And if you read. Um, if you read Daredevil comics at all, you know that uh, she she's a tragic figure. She's she a hot mess, and uh, she, she she you know they they first touch on at least so far that I've seen they just have touched on her her drug addiction. Well, and Kevin yeah. Kevin Smith is the the guy who actually completely restructured Karen in the comics with his run on Daredevil mm-hmm. when he did the the bit with uh, with all of. Daredevil's life going completely to hell and the the surprise reveal of the one villain who decided he was going to take him down because he couldn't take down Spider-Man so he's like I'm, <laughs> I'm just going to fuck this with small gang. It, it was it was great. It's like if yeah. if if Kevin Smith had decided to 
you know, stay on Daredevil, it would have continued to be mm-hmm. amazing. Yeah. Yeah. They address that version of the character while also keeping her power and her agency. Good. Very Fantastic. Important. Yeah, because that's something we didn't really think about much in the 90s. But every one of the actors so far uh, it. Has, has got something to do mm-hmm. nice. and, and great dialogue to do it with. Yeah. And they all kill it. They, it's just so far, it's just so good. Well, I can't just, wait. First thing I'm going to do when I get home. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Start up season three. Well, you should. Well, before that, you may want to watch Haunting of Hill House. That's, I already did. I, I haven't watched it yet. That's the other one to. that I just fought. Kat's seen it too. Yeah, yeah I already so did. So fucking good. So Sue, traumatic. From Sue something... liked it so much, she's going to watch it again, I think, tomorrow. I couldn't watch how, it. I, as someone who's not a huge horror movie fan, how legitimately scary is it? Or is it um, just like really tense and like atmospheric uh, i'm just like you uh i actually like when we went and saw um hereditary i went to a theater with a bunch of like went with rebecca frost our friend brought us stuffed animals to hold and i wore a parka <laughs> the entire time over my head yeah. so i'm super super like easily spooked and i i could handle it there were parts where i would like pick up my phone to watch because you knew something scary was gonna happen there was only like three jump scares in the whole thing which i think okay. are cheap and they're ridiculous yeah. mm-hmm. it doesn't take cheap <clears throat> scares though like usually it's just so the director said that there are about 10 ghosts hidden in each episode yeah which makes the foreboding like you know somebody's watching you while you're watching the show Mm -hmm. and so like you sometimes you can't even see the ghosts and like you'll pause it and you'll look for them you'll finally see them but you know that something like looking out back at you and it's that kind of foreboding subliminal haunting oh yeah subliminal haunting oh fuck oh it's 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 great there are times when there's a shot where where it'll follow an actor through walking through a room and they'll just be a a ghost standing in the background just standing there and they don't pay attention to it it's just kind of like that last shot in Blair Witch yeah, it is yeah. kind of like the, that. Where the person standing in the corner, a yeah. foot off the ground. Yeah. yeah, every once in a while you'll look and there's someone standing in the corner. All right, yeah. well, Netflix, since you listen to the show so yes. so religiously, uh, good job on on the haunting of uh, Hill House. Hill, yeah, House. Hill House. Okay, so uh, there's another uh, another book and movie adaptation that you need to take on now. It's mm. the uh, the Legend of Hell House. Oh yes, mm. where our hero Roddy McDowell was in. Yes, and that's the uh, story of Roland Belasco who uh, builds a carnal house in his mansion where he has orgies and all kinds of other shit. And these paranormal investigators come back after 60 years to investigate the house and the PKE readings and all this other shit. And it is one of the most unnerving movies. Oh, yeah. I yeah. six year oldly ever had the When you combine to... like sex and horror, it actually turns out really, really like terrifying. And, and good. for the 70s, yeah. it did a, it did a very uh, tasteful job of it. Yeah. And at the same time, a really unnerving side of it. I liked that in Seven. Like, I know that this is like messed up, but like the way that they tackled lust in Seven, I don't want to like, I mean, obviously that movie's really old now. I don't want to no get spoilers. too explicit. But like, it is like really, really interesting when you take like two very like interesting, especially coming from Utah, like it's kind of a foreboding thing like any sort of sex and then you add like a haunting aspect on top of it I was raised religious so when I watch those things I get so uneasy and it is it is excellent mm-hmm. cool. it turns out really right. well I'll go to see a horror movie tonight you are what I'm gonna go see the new Halloween oh good, good. Oh, I've heard that's, that's good I missed my good. screening I, I wish I, I uh, watched the original one on mm-hmm. Thursday mm-hmm. And I was pretty excited but then t- today I was thinking I was like wait Mike Myers is like 60 now. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's <laughs> and I was He's like, quite spry for thinking, a 60-year-old man. I was thinking man. about the end of the first one where he gets shot, falls out the window, and... Mm-hmm. You know, falls on the ground, but then he's gone. Those now, are, if he does that again, he's gonna break a hip. <laughs> well, and those are that's injuries. how he dies. Like, you fall flat on your back in your twenties. Those those tend to be the things that come back to haunt you when you're yeah. in your sixties. Well, I think the I think the evil kept him strong. Okay, yeah. don't right. worry about mm-hmm. it. After these messages, we'll be right, right back. Back. Ooh. back. Hoarders, Salt Lake's retro arcade bar, featuring pinball, arcade games, 
console gaming, board games, and punk rock vinyl nights, offering a wide selection of craft brews, cocktails, and affordable drink options. Follow Quarters on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, or visit QuartersSLC.com for a calendar of events. Black Velvet Boutique is moving to a new location soon, so they're liquidating a lot of their inventory, and you can save big. Visit them today and mention Radio From Hell to get up to 50% off. Be sure to ask the store for details. Locally owned and operated, Black Velvet Boutique in Clearfield is a great sexual wellness resource. They're experienced, knowledgeable, and engaging. When it comes to sex, as with any healthy relationship, good communication is key. And being confident in the bedroom is sexy. And knowledge helps you get to your most confident, sexy self. Black Velvet Boutique's helpful and friendly staff will answer your questions and find out what you need or leave you to your own devices. It's entirely up to you. Enjoy the best parts of being an adult with intimate bedroom toys and lingerie from Black Velvet Boutique. They are currently at 293 South State Street in Clearfield. But again, they're moving to a new location soon and liquidating a lot of their inventory. So go visit them today. Mention Radio From Hell to get up to 50% off. Ask the store for details. They're open seven days a week at 293 South State Street in Clearfield, Black Velvet Boutique. Cabin Fever is Salt Lake's own house of horrors this season. Located in the heart of Trolley Square at the corner of 500 South and 700 East in downtown Salt Lake City. Listen up, ghosts and ghouls. Macabre books, decorative skulls, and curious oddities for any festive soul for the trick-or-treater of any age. They have it all. Fill your cauldron with the right ingredients for all of the wizards and witches at your secret gathering this season. Whether it be Eye of Newt Martinis or Scale of Dragon Daiquiris, their drinking section will help you configure the finer details tales of potion making. Planning an excellent costume but not a fan of the messy makeup? No problem. Nylon masks in the style of classic monsters, huge emoji masks, and even zombie horse masks. Breathable, spooky, and quick for a go-to costume. For the kids, be sure to check out their spooky retro candy section filled with treats that you remember from when you were younger. In addition, Cabin Fever has toys, Funko figures, lunch boxes, buttons, books, and as always, rubber duckies. Happy haunting from your friends at Cabin Fever, located in the heart of Trolley Square since 1982. Leave it to Fever to feed your imagination. This is not your everyday cafe, and this is just one indication. F***ing delicious Twin Sons Cafe is. Go eat there, you should. Mexican-influenced Americana cuisine, daily specials, and they're still rocking home delivery, along with a full-service catering. Find comfort food in a cafe inspired by a galaxy far, far away. That's Twin Suns Cafe in Sugar House, 2305 South Highland Drive, just across from the liquor store. Open from 8 to 3 p.m. daily, except Tuesdays. Get details online at TwinSunsCafeSLC.com. Hugs are free. Twin Suns, not your everyday cafe. Out of this f***ing world, it's food is. Hi, I'm JD. I'm Peterson. This is Spencer. And we're the 3-Bit Gamer Show, where we fight about video games. No, we don't. Yeah, we really do. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes and follow us on Facebook at 3-Bit Gamer Show. Pants are optional. Mystery Escape Room in the Gateway Mall specializes in theatrical escape rooms with fantastical live actors and immersive, fully built sets. Don't just play an escape room. Make it an adventure into your favorite stories. From Grimm's Fairy Tales to 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea to their newly opened Ancient Crypt Mystery, there are stories to explore. Can you solve the mystery? Book your escape room today at mysteryescaperoom.com or by calling 385-322-2583. Use the code GEEKSHOW, one word, for 15% off of your purchase. (laughs) And we're back. 
All right. Got some great news. Oh, yes, Harry. yes, uh, Commissioner Gordon. Yes, please, please in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta go. Is she trapped down a well? Is that Gotham, Gotham's on fire? <laughs> Should I we? Can't, I can't find Harvey. <laughs> Should we warn that there's a new voice? Yes, yes. yes. Yeah, I'm, I need a warning. Uh, <laughs> content warning. Content warning. It's a. Uh, it's Cat. It's me. I'm Kat Umano. I uh, co-host the SLC Sit Down podcast with Kiki Furia. Um, so you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. You can find me on all those things at Kat Umano, C-A-T-U-M-A-N-O. Thank you for Guess joining me. us. Yeah. Thank you all for right. having me. We're officially we, evened out among the sexes right now. There we go. Well, and gender's take- a construct, so I really don't cotton to that at all. But <laughs> we true. also notice that we, we do have well, a table full of feminine names. Yes, we did notice Damn that. It. Oh, my You're God. so yeah. progressive. Well, she said we even out the sexes, not the genders. Sex and gender are different. That's mm-hmm. true. Oh, so. my God. It's getting Everybody deep. at this table has a girl's name. Yeah. That is the one undeniable, <laughs> unalienable truth is that we have all have girl names. Yes, but how many of you got junk mail from the Miss Utah pageant? Um, uh, you got junk mail from the Miss Utah pageant? I did, yes. I'm but actually kind of offended. I was, I was, in, I was in high school, and I, it, got, it, uh, I got to Ms. Carrie Jackson uh, from the... I, I got sent um, uh, maxi pads. Really? Yeah. What? I hope, <laughs> did you give them to a girlfriend, I hope? Because she probably would have loved you forever for that. No, I... Threw them away. I was ang- I was an angry what? little boy. Angry. He was angry. You yeah. could have like made a female friend for life if you had given a I woman know. a whole bunch of free maxi I, pads. No, they were. It was one. It was one. It was like they gave you a. Hey, you're getting to be that age, little girl, <laughs> little Shannon. Yeah. I was invited uh, four years ago. I was invited to a symposium of female entrepreneurs of of ladies that run businesses. <laughs> Uh, to be a speaker about the up-and-coming uh, trend in vegan dining. And I was like, that's interesting, because my business partner actually is a woman, and I'm sure it would have been nice if she had been invited. That actually is the problem with Corey and Tui, is Tui gets invited to like stuff. They're like, do you want to speak on behalf of women? You're really pro-women. And he's like, I, my part, business partner's a woman. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Just talk to her. That's, that's not uncommon exactly. at yeah. all. Okay, well, we're sharing stories. This, this, happened, <laughs> this happened this month. Okay. All right. Uh, I do a radio show with a with a woman, uh, yeah, Gina Barbera. No. Yeah, uh, we love her dearly. So this ad agency likes the way that I was selling their bed sheets and toothbrushes. <laughs> Good job. And they huh? said, and they said, we'd love you to 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 represent this product and do uh, uh, endorsements for uh, our our client called Third Love, <gasps> the bra, underwear, the bra company. Yes. And I said, <laughs> we have a woman on the show. <sighs> you, you you know that. Well, we just you do such a good job. We could, you know, you could talk about your wife and all that. Like, no, we have or, a woman on the show. I like watching my wife get dressed when I have to wake up at four a.m. in the morning for this radio show. Did you? Did you? Did you get back and say, "I am a fifty-three-year-old man"? I, I, I told him, I, you know, fellas, do you like the look of her brazier? <laughs> there are some exactly. optic issues going on here. Let's be telling you, she's putting support. on her hoop skirt. <laughs> Yeah, you sure this this third love they use real herringbone in their brassiers. It won't pop out and stab you in the chest. Yes. I mean I Wow. I couldn't believe it that they actually pushed back. Well and Gina you know. Gina's body has been a subject. I remember when Gina got her first surgery. Do you remember that was on the radio yeah. show? Yeah. Yeah. Gina literally 
talked about her boobs to the entire like Utah audience. Like she and would part be of perfect. Yeah, her boobs really. are already For famous. That. Yeah, her boobs yeah. are right. famous. Come on. She well, she like inspired a whole generation of body positivity in women. I know that sounds weird, but it actually happened when I was like thirteen. Really? Yeah. No, Gina was awesome for that. She was. I was like, yeah, hell yeah, Gina. Talk about your boobs. Sounds <laughs> like, like what are you supposed to carry? Like, <laughs> He's writing you down. Down. Please don't tell Gina that. She's I'm writing down the famous me. boobs of Gina Barbera. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Hello, but they were. hello, friends. <laughs> I'm Carrie Jackson, <laughs> and when I'm not taking fiber supplements, I like to talk about women's brassiers. Hi, my name's Carrie Jackson. If I had boobies, I'd wear these things. <laughs> so the third love, friends. Friends, it's, it's like your bosoms are being... It's like they're being supported by lambskin mittens. Oh, my God. And here's Horrible. Shannon to talk about maxi pads. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what these are for! <laughs> 16-year-old Shannon. No, I was like 11. Uh, <laughs> you probably, like, deconstruct. That's what I would have done. I would have opened it. I would have been like, what is in this? And, like, taken it apart. <laughs> now, my mom always put them in the first aid kit. So I got, when, when I I got when set I, uh, legs. Uh, yep. Yeah. Like, a little I of legs. For Gile? Yeah. No, uh, uh, legs, pantyhose. Oh, yeah, the pantyhose. pantyhose. They, 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 they came in an egg. In a plastic yeah, egg. I remember that. Which was great to play with. Yeah. 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 I got some of yeah. those, too. Sensory I, feeling. I, I, built, uh, I built Luke Skywalker houses out of them. Yeah. My, that was my mom's <gasps> brand. I put so. my work from work in it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, little little Tatooine houses. Yeah, that's right. Oh Perfectly God. round. All right. Um, so, Venom. Ladies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Venom. My my daughter's favorite movie of 2018. Really, really, yeah. Huh. Oh, you're not an 18 year old undergrad. <laughs> this is true. That <laughs> movie true. was very, very uniquely geared towards certain people. That's true. She walked. She she called me after the movie. Was really? Done. Yeah. Wow. Uh, I think she just likes to call me because she lives out of the house now. But oh. uh, she she was calling me on her way back to the dorm, and and she was giddy. With really? How, with how ridiculous the movie was. And and I I told the story before, but it was in my cubicle at work, and and people were coming up. Almost as though they were asking for permission to like Venom. You oh. know, it's like, well, what did you think? If it made you happy and it didn't hurt anybody, who cares what we yeah, think? And that's what I, I said yeah. that. I'm it's, like, yeah, I didn't hate it. What, what did you think? Yeah. Like, well, I, we liked it. I said, yeah. good. good. And they, were, they were so relieved that I'm like. I mean, it, I'm just not to say it because I don't like the character. I hate Venom. I, I think Venom is one of the worst characters. It's, it's like the Punisher. Like, people ask me what I thought of the Punisher <clears throat> show on Netflix. I I've never liked the Punisher, so yeah, I'm not in a hurry to watch it. And that's exactly, exactly delicious trash. That's all it right. is. It's delicious trash. Yeah. Well, not only do For people who like that kind of trash. Not only do 18 year old undergrads like Venom. You know who really likes Venom? Please don't who? say me. No, the Russians. What? Ah, those Vidanya. Is it because it's about a parasite? Could be. Could be. <laughs> it's metaphor for state control. <laughs> <laughs> Venom has grossed 1.59 billion rubles. Oh, that's like twenty eight bucks. That's like seven dollars. <laughs> uh, I could buy a gallon of milk for that. Twenty four yeah. million. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> that's terrible. It makes it the second highest grossing movie in Russia behind Infinity War. Really? So like ever made, or just this year? Uh, let me look further down here. This year. Oh. Uh, also, they okay. The Russians. Uh. The Russians also like uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. Dead Men Tell No Tales. Yeah, they like that one too. That movie made like seventy five percent of its box office overseas. Mm -hmm. That's why we're probably going to get another. If Vladimir one. Putin was like your state hero, like you actually had pictures of him up in your house because somehow you all got brainwashed into thinking he's the best thing in the world, mm -hmm. I think the escapism of a ridiculous Jerry Bruckheimer movie would be 
you know, okay, exactly here, what the here is here it says Venom also looks to uh, set to make the top ten list of Hollywood releases in Russia of all time. Wow. Uh, currently, the movie is at number eighteen on that list, it's crazy. and is and is only at about one hundred and eighty billion rubles behind number ten, Deadpool. Deadpool's. Hmm. They liked the Deadpool. I so like, yeah, the Russian, I liked I'll the see Deadpool. it when it, I'll see it when it hits the the home videos because be I like the Tom I, Hardys. Yeah. I really hated that movie. So you, there's you this the whole Venoms? um, there's this whole theory on Twitter about uh, Venom having the same plot as Ratatouille two, and it's literally <laughs> point for point. So it's like okay. man has um like a like foreign body enter his home. Um, and is like resistant at first, but then gives in to take over a corporate entity. So like people all over, all over Twitter freaking out about it. And I just Googled Ratatouille 2's box office totals. Um, and it looks like in Russia. And it looks like 10 million <sighs> in Russia, which is pretty high. <laughs> when, did so, they make, when did they do Ratatouille 2? I don't know. When did they make that? I, I don't no remember idea. that. Because I loved that movie, the first one. The first Ratatouille. Am I thinking of, maybe I'm just thinking of the regular Ratatouille. Maybe I don't think there yeah. was a part two. No, it's, Ratat- it's just the regular Ratatouille. The regular I apologize. Ratatouille. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, oh, think God. I forgot an entire Pixar it's movie It's like the Bears team Bears. <laughs> I misplaced it. <laughs> I just am insistent uh, about it. I'm like, Nelson Mandela is dead and Ratatouille 2 exists. Your your average domestic rat only has a lifespan of two to four years. Right. Shut up. He lives forever. Remy's just gone. Remy lives forever. Forever. Time but, doesn't pass in Pixar movies. Yeah, I encourage people that. Uh, point by point to go through Venom and Ratatouille bottle. and just watch how each point lines up. Because I looked at like a time for time so stamp. So they, they broke it down. Yeah, and it's literally every catalyst is nearly the same if you just put in the cartoon rat versus Venom. Oh, I just read so. a thing on Tumblr that if you put two consoles side by side and you play Ratatouille and Venom at the same time that you To Dark Side of the Moon. Dark Side of the Moon. <laughs> Backwards. You'll have a headache in about 15 minutes. See, and I fell for that. Uh, a long, long time ago, I, I was like, oh, "Dude, Wizard of Oz." I was nine. Oh, and baby Terry uh, fell for that one, and I so I set it up and I did it. I'm like, "This is no, no." no it it works really well with the if right substances. High. If I if I'd have yeah. been high, then it right, yeah. so many things work um, so much better. Well, and and since we're in the. I mean, uh, in the Ratatouille neighborhood. <laughs> uh, You're so fucking good at this show! I announced Ratatouille 3. Uh, Wreck-It Ralph 2. Uh, yay! Which is coming along here. Uh, Rich Moore, the director, was being interviewed about it, and he said that one character was off-limits as far as mockery goes. Did you read about this? Yes. Oh. They were told by Disney, no jokes about Kylo Ren. <laughs> That's so fucked up. I know, right? That's so because he's such a good target. That's the thing. Such an easy target. Here's here's what he said. He said at one point we had a joke about Kylo Ren <laughs> being being kind of a spoiled child. That was the yeah. joke. Emo Kylo Ren on yeah. Twitter is one of my favorite accounts. We, <laughs> we went to Lucasfilm. He says, "Here's what we're doing," and they said, "Well, we'd prefer that you didn't show him as a spoiled child. You know, he's our villain. He's our villain. We'd prefer you." But he's a not spoiled child. That. Yeah, he's a great yeah. villain. That's why. Yeah. yeah. Because no, everyone knows that fucking kid who like had the privilege, yes. you know that like yeah. would like. I, so my okay, just go with me on this journey. I gripped right. my mic to not say something fucked up, but I'm gonna do it anyway. <laughs> go. So the girl who was like Kylo Ren in my class, she had leukemia. Okay, 
Just well, go okay. with me on this journey. I'm gonna have another drink. Uh, she went in. She, she's fine now. She's alive. She's lived a long life, so okay. that's fine. All right. But she she wasn't socialized properly because she had leukemia from ages like five to like fifteen. So she had oh. it like for so long that she was in recovery. Should just let her so fucking time, die. Yeah, but she became my <laughs> high school bully because she didn't know how to interact with other kids, and that's just how I feel about every time I see Kylo Ren, I see Danny who had <clears> leukemia. Well, he he scares up the, there. I told Lee this. He scares the shit out of me. Yeah. So I she? was never afraid of Darth Vader, yeah. but Kylo. Ren Scares the but shit there's out tragedy him. there because he was the bubble boy. Like they didn't want him to get hurt. You know what I mean? They treated yeah. him like a spoiled child, well, and they, so he became a monster. Well, mm. but he, it, uh, having read the the background books on it, yeah. you know, when he finds out that his mother is Darth Vader's daughter, yeah, he's like 16, yeah, yeah. and and he he was already having issues. He was already grappling with the dark side of the Force, like just constantly bashing his brains in all the time. Right. So. They're like, well, we're going to send you to a special school where you can get help from your grumpy uncle. <laughs> and then he finds out, literally, because they're they're defacing as Leia's running for Senate, and they're defacing her posters. They're like putting a silhouette of a Vader helmet around her face. And that's how he finds out. But it's because and, they overprotected him. They didn't talk well, to him they about did. these and, feelings. And then you get the issues of an absentee father. Yep. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, so you, he's a very, very... Um, Kylo Ren is the perfect embodiment of modern Star Wars fans. He really is. Yep. Oh. He's a very prescient character. I mean, mm-hmm. you see that that uh, infantile, impotent fanboy rage mm-hmm. about yep. how this isn't my Star Wars. It's not right. This isn't... This isn't what I promised! Mm-hmm. And that's Kylo. It is. Which is why it would have been hilarious to put that joke in yeah. Wreck-It Ralph too. Yeah, it would have been amazing. It would have uh, been extremely self-aware. So now they'll have to save it for Ratatouille too. Well, <laughs> speaking of uh, <laughs> speaking, of, uh, Lee brought up the Star Wars books. I have something about that coming up in just a few moments. After these uh, messages, we'll be right back. back. Delicious. <laughs> Dr. Volt's Comic Connection. Let's see what's happening in the month of October at Dr. Volt's. Sales from the Crypt. Halloween Comic Fest is happening on Saturday, October 27th. Go in that day for free Halloween comics and stay to meet the creators of The Mighty Uton and Ruthless. That day, everything store-wide is 20 to 50% off. Spooky sales and signings at Dr. Volt's on October 27th for Halloween Comic Fest. Well, you've seen the movies and the TV shows. Now read the comics. There's an amazing history to be found and new worlds to explore. It's time to rekindle that love of reading comics and supporting local business. There's nothing like roaming the aisles, finding that comic book that you remember, holding it in your hands, turning the pages, and getting lost in a fantastical story. But it's not just comics at Dr. Volt's. They have a large selection of hard-to-find action figures, statues, busts, apparel, collectibles, and a whole lot more. And if they don't have it, they can help you find it. They also carry gaming supplies like Hero Clicks, Magic the Gathering, Dungeons and Dragons, Pokemon, and a whole lot more. They're open seven days a week. Their hold, or as some call it, poll service, is free. And with that, you get a 10% discount on purchases over $20 or more and the previews catalog for free. Go see them at 2043 East, 3300 South, Dr. Volt's Comic Connection. Hoarders, Salt Lake's retro arcade bar featuring pinball, arcade games, console gaming, board games, and punk rock vinyl nights, offering a wide selection of craft brews, cocktails, and affordable drink options. Follow Quarters on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, or visit QuartersSLC.com for a calendar of events. If you're a gamer, you know, love to play games, board games like uh, Dungeons & Dragons, Magic the Gathering, Pokemon, you'll love Haster Games. 
my guess is you've heard of Haster Games if you're a gamer. They got new lines of metal dice to go with their gemstone dice in. They have a great weight to them. Die Hard Dice and Gravity Dice. And they carry more dice than anybody, and these have been selling very well. Guilds of Rivnica, a great new set for Magic the Gathering, is now available. Uh, for Dungeons & Dragons, a Waterdeep Dungeon Heist, two weeks early for sale. Go see this wonderful campaign for Dungeons & Dragons. Haster recently added more display cases, a sound system, they're, uh, more shelving for their huge game library, and yes, you can play games for free at Haster, and computer kiosks to help you peruse their inventory and order cards. Stop by and see all the newness at Haster Games. And tell them Geek Show says, hey, not only does Haster carry the best selection of all the latest board games and magic products, they will buy your pre-owned board games and magic products too. Haster Games is located at 6831 South State. They're open from 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Monday through Saturday, noon to 5 on Sunday. It's a great place to stay and play. Remember, Haster has it. Hi, this is Carrie, and I'm here with my wife, Sue. Hi. I'm so proud of her. She started her own business doing what she loves. Tell us about my workout buddy. I believe that working out with someone will keep you motivated and accountable to your fitness goals, so I'm your workout buddy. I will meet you at your Salt Lake County gym or rec center for a 60-minute workout session. If motivation won't get you to the gym, my workout buddy will. So you will come to my gym? Yes. The more you know about your own gym's equipment, the less time you'll waste trying to figure out a routine. I think it helps build confidence and competency, and that makes going to the gym more enjoyable. But you're not my personal trainer. Well, I'm a, a certified trainer, but this is not a personal trainer service. So what do you do? I am actually going to work out with you. I'll do cardio, weights, group classes, whatever you want to do. I will help you with options to make exercises effective and help you towards any fitness goals you may have. That's a great idea. How do people start? Well, message me on Facebook at my Workout Buddy SLC or email me my workout buddy SLC at iCloud.com. One session is $20. If you cancel an appointment less than 12 hours before the start time, there is a $10 cancellation fee. And why is that? That's motivation and accountability. And if you tell Sue Geek Show says hey, you'll get half off of your first session, my workout buddy SLC. And we're back. All right. All right. Now um uh, Star Wars books. Star Wars books! And uh, <laughs> Aftermath is the one you were talking about, yeah, right? Yeah, Chuck Wendig. Chuck Wendig. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Poor Chuck Wendig. Uh, yeah, poor Chuck Wendig. I don't know if anyone is... It sounds like some of you have heard about this. Yeah. I was so. friends with him on Twitter. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> Chuck's a good dude. Chuck, I may uh, have gotten Chuck, Chuck fired. Chuck had the uh, the, the, the mendacity to involve... Uh, to put... Uh, 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 people on the LGBTQ spectrum in mm -hmm. his books. In his books. And in some cases, make them main characters. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, not only that, but to make them likable and relatable mm -hmm. and compelling. The bastard. Also well, called out shitty Star Wars fans for oh, being yeah. shitty. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But yeah. That's, that was his job. Yeah. So yeah. he's a New York Times bestselling author. He was working on this um, uh, miniseries, Shadow of Vader, for mm -hmm. Marvel. And uh, they called him up and they said, uh, uh, no, sorry, you're fired. And this was like a few days after New York Comic Con, right? Yeah, where they talked about it. They said, "Yeah, we got this Shadow of Vader series coming," <clears throat> and uh, yeah, and they said point blank, "It's because of your uh, negativity and vulgarity on Twitter." Mm -hmm. That's what the editor told him. Okay, so going forward, I'm going to be like Charlie Day in that photo where he's trying to like connect conspiracy <laughs> theories, and I'm going to find out who the fuck at Marvel Upper Management is in Comicsgate. 
yeah. I have to find out because the, the James Gunn thing is too uncanny. Yes. Yeah. yeah. The Chuck, like, I have to figure out which one of these fuckers is part of, like, well, Comicsgate, Pizzagate. I don't care who it well, is. The, I'm going to find them. The James Gunn thing is Silva. particularly disturbing because they, they knew all that shit <laughs> yeah. when they hired him. And yeah. he's, repl- he's apologized for it. Yeah. And then there's another one that they got uh, Chelsea Kane. Yeah. Who was working on uh, Vision, six what? issue miniseries. They got rid of her, too, for the same reasons. I'm going to find this person. Yeah, there's somebody in the upper ups of Marvel. Yeah, I'm going to do the or yarn Disney. thing, right? Print or out Disney. portraits of yeah. the CEO, and I'm like putting the yarn. You guys are going to see it next time. I'm going to take a picture. Who is Pepe Silva? <laughs> no, it, it, get it, a girl with the uh, dragon tattoo. It. Oh my god! It, it, oh, it's like uh, you know, not not. <laughs> and it's just me crouched in front of like Marvel executives' <laughs> portraits. Not to get too uh, corporate. I'm gonna murder this motherfucker. <laughs> not to get too corporatocracy conspiracy nut or anything, but it, it does feel like they're cleaning uh, dissenting voices. Yeah, they are cleaning uh, anybody out. who resembles social justice warriors out of their ranks. Right, and frankly, I also say. Let's go ahead and clean those out because why be a warrior when you can be a barbarian? Yeah. <laughs> so don't worry. No, we we we've uh, we've we've forgotten that the other side of the political fence right now uh, doesn't play by rules and they don't uh, use manners. They scream about manners mm-hmm. all the time, but they don't play fair. So yeah, Chuck uh, Chuck Wendig would go to bat yeah. Uh, yeah. at people being toxic and people being mm-hmm. shitty. And so it's time to wear more leather, folks. Get some weird dragon tattoos and get on yeah. your bikes. It was never it was never an issue. And no. the first Aftermath book came out, like, I think a month before Force Awakens. Yeah. So it's been a couple of years. Yeah. So now all of a sudden they're just like, oh, well, uh, yeah, we don't like the way you talk to fans. Well, tell, let's talk to the fan culture, too. About, yeah. You know? Yeah. Okay, so you don't like the book. So what? Yeah. Yeah. So what? Does that change anything? Does no. it does it change your life? Are you are you if you're at home shaking and quaking at night and not able to sleep because you're so pissed off about the aftermath books? Uh, get a fucking life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or as as Mr. Barnson always Get some says, real fucking problems. Get some <laughs> real problems. I agree. Yeah. Uh, okay. And yeah, so they just canceled the Shadow of Vader comic. They just threw it. That's right a shame because there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of really really talented writers, uh, men and women around this country that uh, who's um, who's Brian K. Vaughn's wife. Oh, uh, can't remember. Yeah, she wrote Bitch Planet, and uh, oh, 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 yeah. Uh, uh, why can't I recall I her name? Uh, maybe she, maybe she's not Brian K. Vaughn's wife. No, you're she's, thinking of Matt Fraction's wife, I'm Kelly Sudeconic. Kelly Sudeconic, yeah. yeah. okay, and yeah. I am thinking of Matt Fraction's wife. You're right. Yeah, and I screw him up and uh, Brian because I like them. They're both very good writers. They are. Uh, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> Connick is a fantastic writer. Yeah. She did a really Bitch good Planet. run on Miss Marvel, and oh, yeah. uh, you know we're gonna. She's got some pretty strong views on things. Are you gonna censor her now and say that she can't work in the field? Because, exactly. Gail yeah. Simone. Oh, and, Gail oh, no gives shit. precisely zero fucks, yeah. and I live yeah. for it. Yeah, so she's probably gonna lose her job. Just wait. And, let's find out. And should they not be able to respond to bullies? Yeah, I think you should be able to. Right. So mm-hmm. no, yeah. we're supposed to be nice. Right, that's our job. Yeah. Our job is to be, you know, yeah. when, when they, they tell be, us we suck, we're just supposed we're to. Just go, okay, thank you. And then when we <laughs> say anything back, it's like, oh, the, so much for the tolerant left. Oh, oh look yeah. at you, Mr. Tolerant. One of yeah. the most damaging things the internet has ever come up with was the idea of don't feed the trolls. Because that's just telling somebody that they have to sit there and take the abuse. What's funny, yeah. though, is when you do lash back, I've, I've done it. We, we mentioned this person earlier off mic, and I will yeah. not use this person's name. But uh, I went after this person for, uh, you know, fully loaded. And... The uh, the lack of spine 
that yeah. materialized Im- immediately was just shocking. Yeah. You know, so oh, yeah. I give people my work address. <laughs> I'm like, hey, <laughs> just meet me out front of work. Like, I was like, oh, well, I take the bus at like 4:45, so you can meet me at that bus stop. It's here's yeah. the number. Like, mm-hmm. not once has anybody ever showed up. Mm-hmm. I carry a bat around to work though. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see, and then finally, this um, this I found kind of interesting. Um, Red Dead Redemption. Ah, I want to talk about this. Number two is yeah. uh, coming out on the 26th of this month. It is. And um, there's a there was this big story, I think it was in Hollywood Reporter, um, about how the local game stores are going to get screwed because of this. Mm. Here's here's the deal. Um, this guy in Pennsylvania, they follow this guy in Pennsylvania. He's got, you know, three or four video game stores. He's very excited. He's been promoting it. You can get it here and all that. And uh, a couple of weeks ago, he says his distributor told him he wouldn't be getting the game on time for its release. And apparently a lot of local game stores are hearing the same thing. Hmm. Uh, According to uh, local game stores and distributors uh, that were interviewed, mom and pop gaming outlets may not be receiving the most anticipated game of the year on October 26th, the day of its release. Uh, To get in on the hype, these customers will likely download the game on your your unit uh, or pick it up from... Best Buy yeah. or GameStop uh, because pe- people are impatient. Right. Um, and it's, I, they, they're not saying why. They're not sure whether it's, it's because of the demand or what the deal is. Uh, he, yeah, this guy's got four stores, and he, he predicts that he would have sold about 1,000 copies. That's 60,000 in lost sales wow. for him. Uh, even Gamefly won't be getting the game on time. Their supplier has said that you won't get it on time. And uh, Rockstar or Take Two, they've not commented about the deal. I would just like to say this: How long have we waited for this game? I Five think six years. I think you can wait a week more. Yeah, yeah. and you should. Local game stores. Exactly. Boys and girls, I'm speaking from experience here. You got to support your local stores. Yeah, you absolutely. Really yeah. Well, and th- another problem with this game is that the CEO came out and he said. Our people are working 100-hour weeks. Yeah. And he was, like, using that as a bragging point. Yeah. And the rest of the game industry, games industry was like, ah, there's a thing. It's called crunch in the tech industry that yeah. when you work over 40 hours a week, you produce shitty content. Yeah. Just yeah. fucking shit. And it, that's for writers as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so they, they tried to backtrack, and they were like, oh, we're not working our devs this way. We're working our writers 100 hours a week. And everybody was like, that's still bad. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. still bad for the game. So, so it's coming to light that this Red Dead Redemption 2, the entirety of Rockstar Games' revenue relies on the release of this game. Mm-hmm. And so they are strategically releasing it to outlets who have already proven numbers to them. Oh. So sending it to mom and pop shops, like like separating the sales to mom and pop shops, that's manpower they're not willing to spare. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that is manpower they're not willing to spare for mom and pop shops to get that game out to them on time. Well, and that's one of the people they interview in the article. It has a similar idea. It's just, I think if they were worried about street date, they could get it to us. A hundred percent. They have plenty of time and manpower. So they're not the only company doing it. Uh, Wizards of the Coast just announced, um, I work in a game store, so yeah. we don't carry magic cards, but uh, Wizards of the Coast just announced that they're no longer doing the, um, I'm going to get this wrong and someone's going to correct me. So cool. Thanks in advance. <laughs> uh, they're no longer supporting the mom and pop shops uh, with the discounts that they get for ordering the game mm-hmm. to carry it in store because they want to focus on Walmart, Target, and the big uh, the big chain stores because they want the revenue coming from those stores instead. So right. in other words, they made deals with those stores uh-huh. to, to get better and bigger volume. But that just seems so counterproductive because it's yeah. stores like yours and like Haster and Dr. Yeah. Volts. And Dr. Volts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's where the 
like no, you not just you get them, but you're you're made a fan. Well, I've never a, made a friend those, in Walmart. In those, a, exactly. I've well, never made a fucking friend Ma- in Walmart. Magic takes speaks so you're real. Set, no, <laughs> Girl, if they put magic tables in Walmart, nobody would be there. Yeah. Magic uh, <laughs> magic takes a little real estate on the tabletop. It does. And uh, you know, my, my store doesn't carry it, but I know downtown there's a, a game store. Oasis is literally the magic store for Utah. They period. have like three magic nights a week. Yeah, and the guy the guy that owns Oasis is a major, major player on the international circuit. A big big time magic uh, players. So, you know, the fact that they're saying, oh, well, you know, you completely created an entire business based off of our game. Fuck you. Go to Target, kids. Um, and, and you're not making fans there. You know, no. if you're, if you're, like you said, you're going into Walmart and just buying a pack and walking out. Yeah. You don't have that interaction you with have other that experience. Yeah. With, yeah no. with other people who are into it as well. You right. know, and that that's making a lifelong fan. That's better for business. Right. And, yeah. and the other thing about like uh, stores like mine, I mean, we, we sell a lot of Warhammer miniatures. Right. So mm-hmm. uh, but in, on top of that, we have 16 tables for people to play yeah. Warhammer on. Yeah. Exactly. And there's also going to be people there to play with. And mm-hmm. we've done a we've done a lot of work to make sure that that crowd isn't toxic. And yeah. they're not hyper competitive exactly. and venomous. Exactly. And so that's that experience for supporting that local store. That's what you get in return. We build terrain. We build a community. We build an environment that you're comfortable playing where a woman could come in and not be harassed. Right. Where any yeah. number of things could happen. But hey, go to Target, kids. You See, know, sorry, the, the, way, no, the, way, the way that you're describing that is it, just exactly my point. You're making lifelong fans that mm-hmm. way. Right. Yeah. And they're going to keep buying it. And they're going to buy it for their kids when they have kids. Yeah. If they have kids, <laughs> and and so it, it just continues it. But I think that you're going to kill the games if you rely on a Walmart. This right? is their version of they're compensating for. So Magic the Gathering Online just came out. Yeah. So it's it was like I'm I was on the beta for a year and a half, mm-hmm. um, and they're just trying to compensate for some reason. They are attaching the sales that they're making to online games. So they think that people who would go to a local game store would just rather stay at home and buy it online. They think that not I would true. rather buy it on Amazon, and that not is true. not true. These not are true. little communities that support exactly. entire games. Yeah. And, and it's very it's so interactive. It's that's, so interactive. That's when it's games, fun. Games Opening work. nights like there's going to be yep. a cowboy themed night. You know what I mean? Like for a Dead Redemption, I'm going to put on my fucking cowboy hat and cowboy boots, and I'm going to go hang out with some nerds. Games, games Workshop, <laughs> Games Workshop licensed every single one of their properties to online entities for either uh, Space Marine games or Warhammer 40k games, whatever. There are some of them that actually emulate uh, the Warhammer 40k yep. game experience uh, to to a T. Yeah, yeah. And Games Workshop as a physical entity had their best year in 15 years. Yeah, and year. it's because those it's, it doesn't replace the social aspect. No. Even Red Dead Redemption, which is a, a solo player game, still has a fan base that wants to interact with each other. We yeah. still, we're mostly role-playing nerds. Yep. The reason that game is so good is because it is a rich role-playing environment. Yep. <laughs> we and, are mostly table, and like tabletop can, nerds. you can go into online mode and get your ass shot off by a guy in a zonkey. Yeah, you can have <laughs> you can have like these impromptu like shootouts. No, you can, that you can just like, yeah. Yeah, my son and I took over a fort in northern Mexico. So fun. And uh, we spent like... We spent about 14 hours defending mm-hmm. that fort because they just kept sending wave after wave of federales and bounty yeah. hunters. And I'm a buffalo serial killer, so. Oh. Yeah, I got that achievement. <laughs> the extinct buffalo achievement. <laughs> uh, now, Lee, you've had a chance to look at that uh, book. Oh, my God, this book. book there. It's beautiful. I was going to sing the Star Wars book uh, song again. Yeah, they, uh, they, they sent it to me, and they, they wanted me to review it, and I said, well, I think Lee would be more qualified. Yeah. He's so, so happy, you guys. Pablo Hidalgo, our, our good friend Pablo, he's not really, but I hope that if I keep calling him our friend that he'll eventually say, he'll call you're right, up. we are friends. He's, he's <laughs> another guy in the business who will call out bullshit. Yeah, it's precisely and if you zero fire, fucks. If you fire, mm-hmm. uh, if you fire Pablo, you just 
basically hung you yourself. You get scared, scared for people, though. You still do because you saw, like, you, you always thought if James Gunn got fired, that franchise would die and we're two months out. And Well, and they pushed it back to 2020 now. Yeah. Because they yeah. don't know what to do. But he's, his, his voice and his vision is as much a character in that movie. Absolutely. I got mad when I went to Disneyland a few weeks ago when I went on the Guardians ride at California Adventure and I was like, this has James Gunn all over it. I was like, yeah. you stupid fucks. I was like, how could you have done this to one of my hey, favorite directors? And you know what? If they're willing to go after the straight white guys, yeah. you know as sure as shit they're going to go after women, they're going to go after minorities, they're going to go people that in LGBT. Is. So this uh, <laughs> this book is uh, Star Wars Case Files on the Galaxy's Most Notorious. It's called Scum and Villainy. Scum and Villainy. Scum oh yeah, because that's what it, that's that's right here on that's the, the title cover. Uh, yeah, I will, it's not on the cover cover, but it is on the slip cover. Yeah, uh, and it's it's stories. So it's kind of like your Tales from the Moss Eisley Cantina, mm-hmm. and it, but it gets into shit like uh, Boba Fett's gang that he put together during the Clone Wars <laughs> uh, with with Bosk and. Um, but are there but, like gear specs in there too? It looks like yeah. There's gear specs. There's uh, oh. there's different things like Rayco Hardine, All these different Rayco. you know, all these thugs and, and but it's and, it's a big coffee table style book. Yeah, with, yeah. it's fully painted. With plenty of art. Uh, the the first chapter is uh, the Adventures of Zero the Hut. Um, <laughs> Fun. Zero was great because Zero was actually killed by uh, another character in in Star Wars. Uh, it gets into the time of the Empire. It even gets into the uh, the the frustrations of the early founding of the New Republic. So mm. it, it covers a lot of stuff. And so this book, I think, would be a good accompaniment to the, the new Resistance TV series mm-hmm. that launched. Yeah. Uh, but this, it's, it's beautifully painted. Um, it even looks like there's a story of the Crimson Corsair uh, in there. Uh, one, of those, one of those background characters from Episode 7. That, oh, yeah. You know, uh, there's a whole story of the Crimson Corsair uh, that, I, that I really enjoy. But it's such a badass you know, space pirate. Love space pirates. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's it's. I haven't had a chance to read much of the stories, but the artwork is phenomenal. Yeah, it's it's uh, you know, get your tech specs and your different kinds of guns. That's the stuff I like. I really like like the breakdown of different like equipment and all the oh, guns yeah. and stuff it's, and how it it's works. It's got the lobotomized butlers in there and oh, how that oh, comes oh, around. Oh, so oh. that's Doctor Avazian and yeah. Ponda Baba. That's a backstory from Rogue One that they were uh, they were building um, slaves that were incapable of complaining, so they just. Basically cut, cut off the top, the top of, of the head and yeah. put a, a hard drive up there. That's so hardcore. And you see him in Solo, too. Yeah, I was going to say, those were in Solo. Yeah, they, they were in Solo. In a, and they were once what's people's names. Yeah, yeah. Place. I can't so great stuff. Enfys <laughs> Nest has a story in here. The, yes! The, the water pirate So from Solo. So it's a lot great. of dark and spooky. I like it. Yeah, it's it's a great book. I think if you're into role-playing games... Uh, is that a this warrant is a, for Han Solo we just saw? Yeah, this is a warrant for Han Solo. It's a remit tattooing for vocal sentencing. It's... Mm. This is great shit. I love it. I love it. All right. Good work. Christmas is coming. Not like uh, Pablo's ever put out bad material, though. No. Uh, All right. Uh, Before we go, anything that uh, you guys are into right now that you want to recommend? Any, like, shows or Uh, I just bought uh, Black Ops. Black Ops. Yeah, Black I, Ops 4. Did you read how much money that thing made? No, I would like to know, though. Oh, can my you God. Ball, can you ballpark it off of your head? I want to say $500 million, but uh, It is as good as you would think it is, though. It made a lot of money for good reason. Uh, it emulates the formula of Siege. It's another game um, where each like person has different, um, like unique abilities, and it's actually been a blast, but the best part of it is they have a zombies map that you can play with your friends. So, like, you go through it. It's like a dungeon crawler with your friends. Oh. So, like, you go in and you, like, open a chest and you get a rune and then you have to find the rune that's on the door, but there are zombies piling into the room. So, your friends are shooting zombies. You're trying to find the rune. It's really awesome. Um, and they also have a battle royale map, which is, like, 100 people online all go on the same island and y'all kill each other and <laughs> the last man standing wins. So, 
in, it's uh, fun. <laughs> in, in strategic tabletop war games. Uh, Mantic, a company out of England that uh, is, is largely staffed by people who used to work for Games Workshop. They're just yeah. like, we kind of want to do our own thing now. Uh, they're putting out a skirmish game called Vanguard uh, that'll be hitting your your local friendly gaming store here, like in the next week or two. And uh, I, it's a little sinister in a in a fun sort of way. One of the missions is kill the bard. So there's a there's <laughs> a bard there's a bard in the middle of the table with his loot, and uh, whichever warband kills the bard first wins. Yeah, and I main a bard in D anD D, so I find this to be mortally offensive. <laughs> yeah, I personally think bards are obnoxious, so I think it's it's fantastic. But uh, I'm watching mini- you, Cade. Yeah, the miniature range looks fantastic, and uh, we'll have it on Ship Games. But if you uh, don't want to get it from us, I'm, I'm sure one of your local stores will have it for you. Walmart. Uh, no, you no. go to Walmart and buy that game. No. First off, you're probably not going to get it. Lee but. will be there in a cloak. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> yeah, as a middle-aged white man, I can do whatever the fuck I want in Walmart. Yeah, we know. God, you know. really yeah. can. Yeah, you can. Uh, I really fucking can. Uh, it's embarrassing. Logan Paul. Jesus. Anything else before we go, uh, Mr. B? I'm oh. still really watching The Gifted over on Fox. Um, the X-Men show? Yeah. I'm, I still really like that show. I think I'm like one of like four people who really likes that show. Just get rid of the family dynamic. I'd watch the hell out no, of it. No, I love the fl- family dynamic. Don't, ah! oh, See, don't talk to me about it. It's, Caitlin. <laughs> See, I've been watching this this season, and I think I think it was the second episode I got really angry with. I just hated it so much. But now I'm still there. I'm still I'm still back. Yeah. I just kind of fell out of it. I didn't dislike it. I yeah. just, like I said, too many shows. Too many shows, yeah. I, I feel like uh. last year I was really getting into it. And then I got out of it, and then I got into it, and then I got out of it, and then they had the big showdown at the southern thing, and I thought, okay, that's cool. Well, they, and then their climactic, uh, yeah. their climactic Polaris is going to pull a plane out of the sky, and we're not going to show it. Scene is when I realized, oh, the biggest problem this mo- the show has is no budget. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know why I'm so invested in it, but I am. They, Polaris is cool. <laughs> they brought the Morlocks in finally. They did they introduce yes, them? Yes, I did. Callisto. I can't remember the names. I of... can't either. I'm an episode behind right now because I. Life has been insane right now, but um, but they, they've they've carved M onto their <gasps> cheeks, and you know. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Well, if they crucify uh, Angel and cut his wings off, <laughs> <well>. <laughs> the, the the version they have of Reva Page in that show is fantastic. I nice. love her. She's well, th- done by one of the Grace Briars something. I can't remember her name. She was on Empire. I thought they did the cuckoos <clears throat> really well yes. last year. I That's love the separate cuckoos. Those are my fans. My favorite ex people. They're yeah. d- they're doing the, They're doing the cuckoos great. <laughs> yeah. uh, Blink is really good. Yeah. Blink is great, and and that's I, I think that's why I had such a hard time with it is that it was ninety two percent amazing. Is it all three cuckoos or or all five cuckoos or was it just, it's just three? No, it's just okay. three right now. Yeah, it's so. Esme, Phoebe, and Sophie. I believe. Yeah, it's perfect. Yeah, mm-hmm. I like that. All and right. Then you bring Dust in. She's a character that hasn't really been used much. In uh, a in a decently made costume that's actually respectful to bodies, please. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Mr. B, if you would. Ah, all right, Ham. Um, you're too <laughs> shitty to trump on Twitter, so you're fucking fired. <laughs> it's an absolute pleasure seeing you again. Uh, I read that you spent time on the USS Houston for a few days to prepare for the role. What did you learn about the process and being on... On that vessel. One um, one of the things that really came out of that was if we can make this as authentic as possible and get, because they drill all the time, and when they drill, the, the frenetic nature and how exciting that is, we thought if we can get that with all this gadgetry, with all these commands, and with this earnestness and focus and excitement in the movie, because we knew we had all these great scenes where that was required, yeah. then it's going to be 
so exciting and 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 such a such a ride um and we got donovan the director and i got so many ideas when we were down there going <laughs> oh my god if we can get this in and we worked in a wet trainer that fills up with water and you got to try and fix it and and try and 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 have you know all these ideas to do that while the freezing water is coming over you and we're like let's use this that's a great thing for the movie so and and then you see it all come together and you are so involved with that crew and their ride and their challenges and that terror um so like that when you got the script in your hands what was it about the character that got you the most excited well i loved this this man and, and the challenges that he faced to be thrown in at the deep end um straight off with a crew that don't really know him and having to be challenged in every moment and make these decisions um you know, it's he's it's such a kind of iconoclast. You know, there's a, yeah. there's a renegade nature to this man and a strength, but a quietness as well. You know, he doesn't need to explain himself. Yeah. He knows who he is. He knows the decisions that he has to make. And it's like, pull your big boy pants up and come <laughs> along. You know, that felt like that. I was actually also reading about you and you had various jobs before you became an actor. And I'm mm. curious, if you weren't acting right now, what would you be doing? Oh, God. I don't know. <laughs> I sometimes, maybe it's because I am an actor that I often think that I, I love the idea of being like a forest ranger, you know, like working no. out in, in Colorado or Utah or somewhere in Scotland, you know. But I, I don't know if that's what I'd want to do if I wasn't. What I do is surrounded by so many people. Yeah. I love it. But it does make me, when I'm not working, always want to be in the Highlands or in Banff, you know, or somewhere <laughs> in the middle of nature, you know, or on a motorbike ride out into Zion. Yeah. And I often go there, God, I could, I could live here. I could spend <laughs> my life here. You mentioned Utah. That's where I'm based, out of, Salt, oh. out of Salt Lake City. And when we last spoke, I actually asked, because you came out and trained for 300, and you said you would never do it again. Are you still standing by that phrase that you would For never... 300? Yeah, I'd never do 300 again. <laughs> I, 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 that was... Because I don't think, and, and unless somebody was there, they don't realize just what that took, you know? And, yeah. and, and, and don't get me wrong, I loved it. But yeah. it was six hours a day of intense training that I did for months before the movie started and then while we were doing the movie. The best time of my life. Yeah. But I imagine doing that now and it's like, no, no, no. <laughs> That's why I'm playing more roles like Joe Glass, you know? Sure. <laughs> I'll say it, you do it. <laughs> I get winded going up the stairs. <laughs> Apparently, <laughs> pleasure meeting you again. Yeah. <laughs>